Welcome to this edition of Ringside Ramblings. And how stupid can you be? Stupid. Stupid. How stupid can you be to have a hell in a cell match and by referee stoppage? Now, let me put this thing into context for you people a little bit. We have seen sledgehammers used on a multitude of occasions against other wrestlers, and there was no match stoppage. We have seen people nearly die in the cell. We've seen Mick Foley get thrown off the friggin' yeah. cell. And off there's been no match. Through the cell. He's gone through the cell. He still finished the match. Oh, but here comes Seth Rollins. Here comes Seth Rollins in an impassioned moment. He decides he wants to uh, stack up a ladder and a chair and a toolbox to, to make sure Bray is extra protected. And they grab a sledgehammer. <laughs> And the referee, the, the idiotic referee, here, here he comes saying, oh, no, don't do it. He actually said, Colby, don't do it, Colby. Uh, Ooh. Uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Break, break of the fourth wall. wall. He, he snaps and he, he hits him with the, with the sledgehammer. And this stupid referee calls for the bell. Yeah. Stopping. Let's, let's talk about the referee for a moment here. He's an They do. He stops the match, calls for the bell, but the strange thing is that he doesn't he doesn't set the tone. So everybody believes the match ends by DQ. At right. what point does the referee say, hey, you know, I'm gonna throw this match out? He doesn't threaten that. You know, he says, You guys just be too brutal, but throw this match out. He never threatens anything like that. Or he doesn't even re- call for the bell and go, I'm stopping the match. You know, they don't announce it. They don't do anything like that. So he calls for the bell, and it just looks like, okay, well, I've, I told him not to do it. I'm DQing him. Yeah. That's what it looks like. The, and and here's the please. difference. Here's the difference. If you are stopping the match because you're worried that Bray is injured, wouldn't you check on him before you call for the bell? So, you should call out the bell. You would think so. It makes no sense to me. And and people are eating it up. And that's what really gets to me. They get on their Twitter machines. Sam, you're you're familiar with the Twitter machine. Yeah, there's there's twatters. They get on there and they start talking about how how this made uh Seth look like a, a you know a, a man possessed and, and he's got nice. fire lit under him. And and am I really supposed to buy this? I don't buy into it. I mean, there and then the on top of it all, stops. why why are we None making people works. feel bad for Bray Wyatt? <laughs> well, guys, you know, there's so much unpack here. Honestly, let me just let me just start with the rest of the card. Okay, let me let me cover that first. Uh, it was a crap card. 
that pretty much covers it. It was uh, announced four matches for the show before SmackDown went off the air. There was four matches, and then they decided to book a Raw card as the undercard, and it was crap. The show was crap. Let me just say that. No, there, was, there was really only one match on this show anybody cared about. That was the main event, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. And it doesn't take a genius to sit back, look at your program, watch the show, listen to the audience. It does not take a genius to do these things. Um, but I, I don't think anybody's doing that. No. Yeah. No. And And... It, it just boggles my mind because now at this point we have learned that there are indeed rules in hell. There are certain guidelines we have to follow. Um, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the match to go in there and to yeah. practically bring someone to their death in the cell has always been the point of it. That's always been the story is that we have a feud and that feud cannot be reconciled in any other way except hell in the cell. John, tell me what is Hell in the Cell? What is it sold as? What do they say building up to these shows? Well, I, I don't know. Um, there is so much anything goes. That a man is changed. Yeah. And, and yeah. Anything goes. Anything, anything goes. goes. There's no disqualifications. There's nothing. You do whatever you want in Hell in a Cell. And it's violent, and it's destructive, and you could potentially be hurt, and all that is on the table because it's hell in a cell. Yep. We've seen people go through the cell. We've seen people tossed off the top of the cell. It is just cell. And and honestly, even in more modern recent history, we've seen Shane McMahon jump from the top of the cell. Uh, yeah going through the announce table. Wouldn't that be grounds to stop a match before his uh, dumbass ever jumped off the top of the cell? I'm, I'm curious if anyone has ever seen someone fall from a, from a large height and hit the ground. It's not pretty. No, no. They, they tend to pop like a water balloon. Okay. Uh, it's pretty nasty. So, I mean, falling from, a, from way up high... Uh, even if it is just 20, 25 feet and hitting a table, is going to mess someone up. Of course, granted, WWE preps everything, props it up, and all that good stuff. So the people aren't hurt that bad. But, but, I mean, we're talking about Hell in a Cell. It's supposed to be selling of the move, selling the gimmick of the match. And at what point did they sell the gimmick of this match? What was the gimmick of this match, John? What's the finish of this match? Supposed to be what? Bray Wyatt is indestructible. Yeah. I would assume. I mean, he's been stalking Seth Rollins the last couple of weeks, ending pretty much every show with him, uh, you know, stalking him or or hitting the mandible claw. Um, I mean, they essentially set Bray Wyatt up as the next Undertaker. And I thought they did a great job of showing that. I don't know if it was meant to be or if it was an accident or what, but that was a good showing, in my opinion. So I will give them props for that. I think the rest of the match was just um, a cluster. 
You know, you start the match off with this hellacious chair shot. I believe it was unprotected as well. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this massive chair shot that we just see Bray Wyatt or The Fiend shrug off. And throughout the match, he kicks out at one every time. Yep. Pedigree, yep. stomp, stomp after stomp, every move kicks out at one. So everybody's just like, whoa. Which is the proper response. We're getting a new Undertaker. We're honest about this. But the problem is the finish of the match, or the the lack thereof, number one, the fans, the audience, want to see this character. We've been anticipating this character. We're psyched about this character. We are enjoying the charisma of Bray Wyatt. And God, we've talked about this so much. If you have a heel who is so charismatic and so respected, you cannot keep them healed. They're automatically becoming babyface. And that's what happened in this match. Everybody's anticipating it. Everybody's behind Bray Wyatt. It's been built up to a point where the fans cheered everything Bray Wyatt did and booed everything Seth Rollins did. So, I mean, I, I don't understand how nobody anticipated this would happen. I, I don't know. You know, going into the match, I was convinced that Bray uh, would win the belt. I didn't see any other way around it. Um, I felt like it was something he needed. Everybody was pissed off. They yeah. booked themselves into a corner. Yep. And when you do that, there's... Like I said, there's a that's a word of our day apparently is anticipation. Because everybody anticipated Bray Wyatt was gonna walk out with the championship. Because everything they've done, all the booking has called for Bray to walk out as champion. Yeah. And people wanted it. They they wanted it. That's that's a big thing. And and that's the rule of thumb. If if we want to be accurate with our predictions, we have to stop and think. What do people want? And then we bet on the opposite. And that is our that is how we can be successful betting with WWE. We do the opposite of what people want every single time. And the thing is, there is a you know there is a, a takeaway. You know, there is a um, an aspect of okay, the audience wants this. Okay, so for me to to keep them on their toes and really want it more, you kind of take it away. And at some point, you have to give the audience something. There has to be a payoff, otherwise. Otherwise, you, you they get upset and then they'll turn the TV off. Like Kofi. Like Kofi. Uh, and I'm just wondering if, if WWE's thinking, you know, SmackDown got that huge rating. Maybe they're going to become, feel, you know, feel secure with, with the product that they're putting out. Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, we got the draft coming up, and I wouldn't be even be surprised to see uh, Bray Wyatt drafted to SmackDown. Uh, Seth Rollins stay on Raw. Hence the Survivor Series tweet being taken down uh, that announced that they were supposed to have a rematch. It's possible. Uh, but here's my question. If you do that, do you not bring Bray Wyatt in as a baby face? I think you, you would have to. You would have to. And go straight for Brock Lesnar. You would have to almost try to forget about the result of that match because if, if that's how... Uh, if, if that's the kind of why we're, we're going to have, then what? I don't know. The, 
the the smoke and mirrors. That's all it was, smoke and mirrors. Because this, I mean, you can't forget about it. People are canceling their subscriptions over this. A lot of people. There was a riot after the show. Yep. People demanded. People were chanting for their uh, money back. Refund. Um, AEW. So, I mean, this was a massive, and WWE understands this and knows it. That's why it wasn't mentioned on Raw at all. There was, like, one uh, clip about Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. About, about the women's division. Usually, the California crowds are pretty good to WWE. What yeah. we saw out of the California crowd on uh, Sunday... Yeah, you would think we're over on the East Coast in Philadelphia in the tri-state area. Um, and that had to that had to be a little bit surprising to them because usually the you know that's why they have SummerSlam in uh, you know California every year and I don't know, man. I, I'm just beside myself how nobody has has understood that fans want to cheer Bray Wyatt. Now, this has been a long time coming uh, even back in the earlier days with his shoes with like John Cena and whatnot, the fans wanted to cheer Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. Um, and for WWE not to to see this coming, not to uh, be able to predict this is, you know, I really seriously have to wonder who in the back uh, isn't paying attention. You know, I, so, I, I, somebody. Be, because they've be <laughs> been taking control now. Which makes you really wonder, like, are they in control? Is this just, uh, you know, the wool being pulled over our eyes here? Because I feel like Heyman, surely, um, unless, like we see, Bray Wyatt's not going to be on Raw. Maybe he's going to be on SmackDown, and therefore they did this. Um, just a way to get themselves out with the book and start fresh. Uh, I think you're going to see a huge backlash. So if he goes to SmackDown and they don't use him, they don't turn face. They just killed the character. Yep. Essentially. Um, and again, fans are going to be pissed, you know. But yeah, it, the match itself didn't make any sense. And even worse, where did all the heat go? Because you had the fans cheering Bray Wyatt, you had the booing Seth Rollins. Who walked away with all the heat from this match? The ref. The referee. Because he didn't call for, you know, he didn't clarify what he was doing. You know, and you only get it clarified on WWE.com. You know, the referee felt the match needed to stop. Well, that's great, but say something. Announce it. I mean, at any other point, they would announce it. You know, the referee has ended this match in DQ. Therefore, the belt remains with blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's not that hard. It's not, I mean, when did we lose this, this sense of uh, presentation? And if you would call it sports entertainment, you need presentation. They used to announce whenever uh, the mystery uh, um, person would come in to book the shows with a little computer standing up and doing the thing over the intercom. Yep. They would announce that. All you have to do is have the announcer say the referee stopped the match because of concern for the 
challenges. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I know we've talked about this a little bit. Um, we're, we're talking about Heyman. We're talking about Bischoff. And my feelings are this is almost a, a placebo effect. I, I don't think they're going to have nearly as much control or, or say so as we assumed when they were first announced to be coming to uh, the creative teams in their executive roles. And I, I don't see unless something like huge happens uh, over the next couple of months after the draft. Um, it needs to be Well, that's why. In all fairness, that's why we have Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Oh man, might as well. That's how the show. That's how Monday Night Raw ended with Tyson Fury. Yep. Um, Wow. You know what I mean? If so, let's talk about it. You have Tyson Fury at the end, the dark part of the show. He he knocks out Cesaro. Um, Goes, yeah, let's job Cesaro. Why not? Right. And then yeah. after Tyson Fury knocks out Cesaro, the Fiend comes out and and Manable calls Cesaro or whatever. So I'm just like, well, you have that. You can't put that on the show. You do it for the audience. Uh, why not put something like that on the show? Give us something. You know, it's, it's just that it's mind-boggling to me. You know, they could have they could have been like at least sell the shit you're trying to to put out there. Yeah. And, you know, yep. If, if you're trying to have Seth Rollins over as a big baby face, at least sell that he's in the hospital, you know, he got to have surgery because the fiend ripped out his tongue or, I don't know, something to that line. Then do something with the fiend to, to everybody who's expecting to see something in reply the crap show they got. Uh, apparently, also, the raw ratings were uh, down two hundred thousand views. Yeah, it was like a two point three. Yeah, which is huge. Uh, so they've got to be feeling this. I mean, AEW is going to be higher than that before you know it. Um, seriously, you know, it's it's not going to says a lot. I mean, you have, you're coming off of a big wrestling week, and you, you give us a bad pay-per-view, and it shows. You would think after the big SmackDown debut, the Raw numbers would be up. You'd have people excited. You're like, okay, hey, let's catch Raw Monday. But that apparently is not the case. I mean, here's the thing, okay? And I have known... A lot of different wrestling fans personally in my life. I've also known a lot of MMA fans personally in my life. And I can't say uh, that your typical wrestling fan is, is going to be a big fan of MMA or Cain Velasquez or Tyson Fury. These things typically don't seem to go together. And there actually seems to be a bit of a subcultural war between the two groups. Yeah. I mean, you could try to get the... Uh the, the boxing of MMA fans by just including more of that uh, type of match and finishes. Right. Like the Judas effect. You know. You Great can, move. Try yeah. to, to start to include something along those lines. But uh, in all honesty, I think if you're a boxing of MMA fan, you're going to go toward uh, like a strong style, like New Japan. Or right. Than the current WWE or you know, American product. 
because there's already that, that stereotype, that stigma. It, it, this is quote-unquote fake, and uh, they're not going to be able to get past that. It just, I, I think regardless of what side of the aisle you fall on, you're a wrestling fan, you're an MMA fan, or you're one of the rare folks that happen to be both, um, it, it's going to feel like political BS and pandering to either side of those people, either side of those groups. Um, that That's like if, if you send, um, I don't know, you see MMA... Uh, like Del Rio is going to be fighting Tito Ortiz here coming up in a month or two. Um, and the, all the MMA guys are like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to get destroyed. Tito's going to you know, knock his head off. He only does the fake stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Del Rio it, has background. In reality, he does have a background in MMA. But yeah. once you're branded a wrestling guy, right. it's really hard to get away from it. The Brock, Brock Lesnar is the exception. When yeah. Brock was in MMA, everybody was just laughed at him. Yeah. And they're like, there's no way... They looked at him like the UFC of Punk. And Brock, you know, he has a huge amateur wrestling background. Um, and he's a big guy. So, you know, and he went in after belly at football. Remember, he was going into football when he left WWE. Um, that flopped. Yep. yep. And he was like, I'm going to go do MMA. And everybody was like, yeah, right. Yeah, because he was going to play with the Vikings, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he did it, you know. He he yeah, yeah. he was able to pull it off. Punk, not so much. Punk, much older too, when he decided he was going to go do this. Yeah, uh, but yep. you know, we look at Swagger, we look at Lashley. Um, even though we, nobody wants to see them as MMA guys, um, they have successful MMA careers. They do, and yep. you know, a lot of people want to poke and make fun about it, but. Um, it's it's true. It's there. They they won fights. It's okay to, uh, I guess it's okay to make fun of someone if they go to MMA from wrestling and they lose. But when they win, everybody wants to disregard it. Here's the thing, and and not to get totally off topic of what we're talking about here, um, in, in the situation of Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, you don't. Need the title involved. I want to make that crystal clear because the title, the title is not the story. We, we had an out. No. And you presented this multiple times. The title. We had an out with Rey Mysterio coming in, interfering, and oh. letting Kofi get the win. Well, I mean, that would be logical. That would be highly logical. To have let Kofi remain champion, um, build a Lesnar feud with Rey Mysterio. You could still bring Kane Lesquez in at that stage. The title doesn't need to be on Brock for this feud, but I feel like otherwise they would be like, oh, you know, it's Kane Lesquez. And the crowd would be like, and? Who's that? You really well, think? This is the guy that beat Lesnar. You know, this is the guy that beat Lesnar for the UFC title. Oh, okay. And it's the same it's the same amount of um you know, intrigue with or without the belt in my opinion. You know, I don't think it gives them any more intrigue. Um like they're not going to strap Velasquez with a WWE title. They're just not. I hope you're you know? right. 
but if they do not. I mean, he doesn't have... <laughs> Shirley, come on. Don't call me Shirley. But he doesn't have the, uh, the training. I mean, they could rely on his MMA background, I guess, but... That's hard because fans that have seen 20-second videos of him on Twitter wrestling in AAA have gushed over him. Oh, he's so good. He's doing Hurricane Rana's <laughs> drop kicks. <laughs> oh my he's God, so he's good. Well, I mean, if that's all it takes. <laughs> it's all it takes. I am pretty sure yeah. that's all it takes. Then we should be pretty good to go, I think. I, well, speak for yourself, pal. Um, hey, that's all it takes. I'm gonna do it. Her I would break my neck. I, I just, uh, I don't get it. You know, I really don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Thing is, thing is here. Yes. Um, I'm not trying to cut this topic short. N- nothing like that. But I'm sitting mm-hmm. here thinking about dynamite, and I'm sitting here thinking about the NWA show that was last night. Why Why do I care? There are things that are well now that I enjoy. Hang on, I got, I got to beat my head on the wall here for a second. Okay. <laughs> not, not too hard. We still need you here at the uh, Squared Circle Journal. Um, okay. You feel better? I feel a little bit better. Yeah, that's not what I'm wrong. Um, there, there are things there that are accessible I enjoy. Like AEW is going to be good. Uh, NWA was really cool, a real throwback. Like you yeah, said, even I, I, caught much, so. some, I caught some of the uh, NWA stuff, and a real retro feel. Yeah, it, it had a retro feel. Uh, the promos were kind of raw. Um, you could tell the guys were just kind of going out there and, and giving it their best shot. Um, that's going to work that's for good. some. It's not going to work for others. Uh, but you know what? At least it's authentic, and I think that's uh, what. I don't know if you want me to not spoil the end of the show. Oh, no, that's fine. Totally. Uh, so Tim Storm, who was the previous NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, right. uh, had his match putting, with Nick Aldis. Putting his uh, contenderships on the line, any future yep. shots at the title. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you saw the video package with Tim Storm or not. He's apparently a school teacher. Uh, wrestling has been yeah. his passion. He can't believe he's he's on the list of former champions with you know some of the greats like Flair, Dusty Rhodes, things like that. Right. Um, and he he said, great. you know, yeah, for fifty three years old, in great shape. Yeah. Um, and you could tell that nothing here was scripted. This was actually just him, Storm, and I was like, am, am I? Is, my mind is blown. I'm sitting here and I, I see a white meat baby face. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe it. And, and that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that was good. That was cool. You know, he's not the, the best wrestler. He's not going to be doing the 450s and the 630s. But I cared about him because I knew his story. Um, great match from those two. Lasted about 15 minutes with Aldis picking up the win. Uh, Aldis getting on the microphone afterwards saying, NWA stands for National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, but tonight it stands or uh, never without authenticity because what, what you guys saw here tonight with uh, myself and, and Tim Storm and the things you've heard about us, you know, that that's all real. We are just grateful to be here tonight uh, to be able to uh, wrestle or have a rematch or whatever. Uh, putting over Tim Storm, it, it was cool. It, it was, you know, it, it really was different. Um, and what then I, I think back it, to I really Raw. enjoyed. Yeah. And, um, you know, I told you 
Aldis had such a great uh, old Ric Flair feel to him. And there's, you know, I, I like the idea that, you know, authenticity. You know, and that's what's kind of lacking in wrestling right now. Like, yeah, there's big authentic in WWE. Um, I, I think it's especially important to note with like all this. Um, he's held that title for almost two years. Yeah, and I don't know if people realize that coming up in December, it's going to be two years. Uh, yeah. So I think to the uh, this most current run was after taking the belt back from Cody. Oh, there, there was, there was that little bit. What wasn't there that, yeah. that Cody had the belt uh, about a year ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I totally forgot they actually faced off. Um, I think Cody held it for maybe two months, three months. It wasn't too long. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I wonder. I wonder if we'll end up seeing any kind of interplay between the NWA and AWE or AEW. It would be nice. I think both of them are. If it's really wrestling for wrestling's sake and really trying to put out the most authentic product that people want, I think we would see some collaboration together at some point. You know, I would really love to see, and NWA may be the best best uh, company to really bring everybody together, but I would love to see AEW and New Japan and ROH even impact and these guys really working together on some scale. Um, and if not forming, uh, an alliance, so to say, but, um, you know, maybe doing a pay-per-view together a year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Like like a mega mega show. Super show. We used to get these things like, you know, the WWF champion versus the NWA champion and it goes to a draw or this or that. Yeah. And it was just to make everybody look like they were kind of on equal footing. Right. Um, it's not to establish I, the dominance of one or the other, but just to, right. to kind of come together. Um, and I think it would benefit an ROH, an Impact, uh, you know, a PWG or whoever, NWA even, probably less than the other ones. If If you had like a... Man, I mean, if you had Aldis versus Jericho right now. Oh, man. That would yeah. benefit both companies. Absolutely. That'd be I mean, great. AEW's already looked at as a close number two, if not number one by a lot of people. So um, yep. that would really help the, the NWA. Um, you know, if, if where do they stand? Plus, you have the NWA Championship, which just, you know, it's benounced among all wrestling fans, the 10 pounds of gold and that look of the title. Yep. You know, um, Impact Wrestling, it could help huge because they were actually part of the NWA for a long time. Thing is, besides their deal with Noah, they seem kind of closed off. I mean, yeah, they and, do, and that's their fault. That's their loss. I mean, they could they could really be helping themselves, but instead, I think they're kind of self sabotaging. So, but to get back on topic, if we look at all these other brands, if we look at Impact, even though Impact isn't doing the greatest right now with their product, um, they have 
all the things in place, not in place, but it's there. You know, they've got Rich Swan. Um, they've they've got uh, Sammy Callahan. Um, they may still have Killer Cross. Um, they've got Moose. They've got all this great talent. And uh, it's just a matter of putting this awesome talent in a position where they shine, where they make your product look good. Uh, yeah. Like the Blanchard. You know, uh, if, if they can do that, then, then they'll see the ratings go up. I mean, it's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, it's really not that complicated. Like, I think uh, comparatively, NWA got significantly better streaming numbers than Impact typically does. Um, and I think Impact really needs to wake up to, to a fact like that. I mean, they've been around for a long time. And, and they're building off of uh, quite the lineage with, with Impact and, and TNA. Um, and then you have this uh, resurgence of the NWA, and that's getting better numbers. Y'all y- need to step it up. And I, I don't feel like they're really taking note of their uh, their image or, or the, perhaps their inferiority within the wrestling industry. And I think it, they're kind of under a duty right now to not only themselves but all the performers to try to – do a bit of a better job self-evaluating and, and realizing truly what, where, where they're at within the industry right now, uh, because they have all these talents like Callahan Blanchard, um, Mike Elgin's Mike Elgin is a solid hand. Shouldn't be in the main event right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, Brian cage, solid hand. Good luck. Shouldn't be in the main event right now. Uh, all these factors where they could be major players, but they're just totally missing the mark. So, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it seems to be the, the curse of Impact Wrestling right there. It's, it's always been the management, you know? You know, and, and, and I think everybody had high hopes with um, with this new Canadian company coming in and, and taking over. But we had high hopes, but it seems like they're falling back on, on old ways that just uh, doesn't seem to help the company at all in the long run. Uh, and it doesn't help when you... You start to fall back on nostalgia acts. I mean, WWE, we just saw. That's what they did for SmackDown. They fall, fell back on the nostalgia. But, uh, you know, Impact Wrestling has been doing this for a long time. Sabu, RVD, uh, The Sandman, all of these characters. Yep. I mean, and, and there's no end in sight. So Now, it's the same thing they do, Sam, with, with their uh, Impact... Uh, Whatever that crap is, where they go back and they show you some really obscure part of Impact from the oh. the flashbacks. The flashbacks. For the love of God, knock it off. Like, you yeah. have all this talent right now. Use that time for them. Yeah, don't show me. Don't Everybody show me knows at this point. Bobby Roode. Right. When we know Joe both guys AJ, are in WWE, they've moved on. AJ hates Impact. Joe's over Impact. These guys want nothing to do with Impact, but yet they, they own the footage, so they're airing it, and they think it's beneficial, and it's not. Keep it on your TNA network. Keep it on your uh, whatever it is, Impact Plus. But, but don't, don't put that in the middle of your modern-day product. Just yeah. my two cents. Especially right in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, right, right in the middle. Um, if you want that to be extras on your programming, so be it. But uh, to put that right in the middle of your shows, 
just kind of ludicrous. It, it ends up messing up your, your entire presentation. Yeah. Um, it's like WWE putting their main event in the middle of their shows. It just, it ruins the flow. Yep. Um, did you catch uh, AEW Dark? I did not. I, I won't spoil it for you. A good concept, though. I'm, I'm glad they're doing this, and, and Cody has emphatically stated that these matches will still count towards the ranking system. So, still, I think it's a great idea. Matches. You know, yeah. It's a great idea that they, um, they're doing something uh, to show that even the matches that aren't on TV are going to count. Because I can remember reading, reading results from uh, wrestling magazines as a kid, and uh, you would read all these uh, uh, house show results and whatnot, and none of it was ever recognized. I think the most well-known is probably the Rockers winning the tag titles. Yeah. And it was never recognized as happening. Yep. Um, rarely is anything like that recognized. But for AEW to say, hey, you know, if you come to a house show, that match is, is legit. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, and instantly that adds value to, to what you're going to have there. Why would I go to a WWE house show right now? Whereas if I go to an AEW house show and we have, um, you know, Shima versus uh, Jimmy Havoc or something like that, two kind of lower card guys, that match is still going to matter. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Difference right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's going to make a big difference, um, and it just instantly adds value to the matchups. Um, so check check that out when you get the chance. Uh, the, the match quality may or may not be uh, uh, up to your standards as the wrestling connoisseur, uh, well, but know, they're still still important. A lower a lower card match, I, I don't expect to be as you know extravagant as some of these top card matches. Uh, but I find that I enjoy these lower card matches better sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited to see more from guys like Peter Avalon and and those lower card guys who definitely have something to bring to the table. There's a lot to be said about having a nice, solid, simple match. Um, And when a lot of these upper card matches get, you know, they, they try to throw in all these false finishes and all these other crazy things, you know, killing someone with 20 stomps. Uh, it gets a little bit ludicrous. Yeah, certainly does. Well, um, let me ask you. Sure. Where does WWE go from here? We got the we got the draft coming up. Um, it hasn't been clarified to me, at least. Uh, nobody sent me the memo. Is NXT included in this? As far as I know, they are not. No. It's it's a little mind-boggling to me that you would not include NXT after pushing this as WWE's third brand. Yeah. It's still uh, going to make them feel inferior, you know? Um, because, I mean, uh, I, I feel like a lot of guys are going to end up in NXT. Well, right now it's ru- rumored that Kevin Owens is going to be because uh, he was – Yesterday or the day before, he was removed from the active wrestlers uh, on WWE's website. How how does that make any sense when he just won the match? I know. I know. So unless somebody got uh, the memo and read it incorrectly, um, I don't know. I don't know what they could be doing there. That's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. 
But you know, I, I think we've we've kind of come to expect this kind of stuff from WWE. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up on NXT. Um, oh. I'm, I'm trying I, I, to. I feel like I'm the problem there the is it's hard. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna stack NXT so high that nobody's still gonna get used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to bring in all these other guys, and, and Tyler Breeze is going to go right back to catering. Yeah, um, you know, it, so it's, it's ridiculous, man. Um, you play the they, you're, they're playing the game, and everybody's just going to let their contracts run out, and they're going to go to AEW. Yep, or NWA. I'd love to see yeah. a couple guys go through too. Uh, just let loose and do what they want to do. I'm I'm now considering NWA kind of kind of part of all this. After that kind of presentation um, and, and some of the promos from guys like Eli Drake, who looked fantastic, oh, better Eli. than he ever did in Impact between yeah. his match and that promo, um, I, I'm kind of hoping he's the next uh, champ. I'm, I hope he does a thing with all this. That would be a great feud. Uh, yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, uh, man, I got to tell you, for a long, long, long time, for many years, before the network even, I was saying that uh, the internet is the way to go. It's the future of wrestling is the internet. Yep. And uh, for for NWA to do a Facebook and and uh, Steam or whatever what have you, um, it's the way to go right now. Get your product out there, get yep. it seen, uh, get sponsorships that way. You know, uh, and it's something that MLW Major League Wrestling, based out of Florida, they've been trying to do that, uh, but I don't necessarily think they have the financial resources that somebody like Billy Corgan has. Um, so their their consistency has been underwhelming. Um, so MLW tried to give it a shot. An interesting but. thing, bringing up MLW, Jim Cornette, a big part of MLW, and I notice he's announcing for NWA. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know if there's going to be some sort of allegiance there, alliance, or if it's just one of these uh, strange one-off things. Uh, that that'd be great. Uh, Colonel Parker's tag team in MLW. I can't remember what they're called. The Dirty Blondes or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, they'd be a great fit because they're such a throwback tag team. Um, there, there's a few MLW guys that, that'd be great over in the NWA. Um, Jacob oh, yeah. Fatu. Um, yeah. Get some of those well, names in there. Uh, Jim Ross is looking pretty heavily into uh, uh, the Fatus. Uh, uh, I did not hear that. And the uh, the younger brother of the Usos, uh, can't remember his name, Joshua, I think. Um, you know, Jim Ross looking really big into those those guys. Uh, so, is it possible we see them head over to to AEW? Um, you know, I think Tony Khan's recently made a, a remark that they're waiting for a lot of guys to finish their contracts. Wow. There you go. That that be that be awesome. Adding to the uh, adding to the AEW roster because I think Cody said there's like ten or so more slots left open that they're wanting to fill up. So yeah, so uh, there's a reason they're waiting. Yeah, I, I, whether that's WWE or uh, NWA or MLW or OH New Japan, it's hard to say. But uh, I have New Japan news actually. If we're just going to cover everything today. Okay. Uh, apparently, Minoru Suzuki not happy in New Japan. Uh, oh wow! Has it? He's looking to to leave. Uh, if it wasn't for his current uh, uh, run with Jushin Liger, that he may already have been gone. Um, 
a lot of people are saying that he'll probably go to Noah. But, you know, I, I kind of have my uh, wondering if we don't see uh, someone like Minoru Suzuki end up in AEW. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, wow. You That'd know, I mean, awesome. there's, there's got to be you – know, you, mm. you really have to think Tony Khan knows of Minoru Suzuki. So Absolutely. Uh, that could be just the person they want to come in as a big heel. Little champ here. He is awake. <laughs> Snorting and, snorting and gurgling over here. Uh, also, apparently, the New Japan president is on the way out. That Wrestle Kingdom, will, he'll be leaving after Wrestle Kingdom. Um, that's, uh, I believe his name Harold Meij. And this is the guy oh. that's really been pushing for New Japan to uh, spread to the U.S. So you have to wonder who comes in next, what direction the company is going to take. Mm-hmm. So wow. these are all like big ramifications for a, a company like New Japan um, and the wrestlers there. You know, there's a lot of wrestlers that are kind of uh, frustrated. Yeah, frustrated. You, you kind of have to wonder between, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Suzuki is seen as a, as a backstage leader. Um, and then the, the, uh, the president leaving as well. I mean, morale's kind of got to be heading down a little bit you would think that's the rumor you know and i've heard that for a while that the backstage uh morale has been pretty low um and i think a lot of guys probably probably were looking to to get contracts outside of the company um of course you have some you know guys that um i think will just weather the you know the rough waters there but um you have to really wonder you know I don't expect any of the major names like Tanahashi uh, or Naito to leave, but you know you have the guys that are kind of up and coming, the guys that are young. They've got to be looking outside of of the company probably, um, and a lot of these guys could very well leave. You know, you have uh, yeah. Tonga, Tonga Roa, uh, who who do have work all over. You know, they still work with ROH. Um, not to mention they're the sons of Haku, so that are his street cred. Yeah. You know, there's an easy in in some degrees for a lot of places. Then you have um, to think somebody like uh, Lance Archer. Archer, Jay White, you know, yeah. you've got to see this as a blue chipper, you know, even in the States here. Um, if you think about bringing in someone like that who's young, super talented, or he has a world title credit to his name. Yep. Uh, you know, you can't help but think of some of these guys. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be tough. I don't know who you you tap to be president at this stage. Uh, that's that's going to lead for expansion, and yet still have that hometown feel to the company. Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know what we'll see. Some big news there. Uh, that uh, that could be. That might end up being pretty significant uh, in the long run for New Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, i trying to think if there's anything else, any other major news. Yeah, we can talk about Edge real quick. Um, there's been more oh, reports yeah. to come out since we last talked about it. Uh, there, he was apparently attending a business meeting in Pittsburgh yesterday for the WWE. Okay. Um, and ironically, that is where Dr. Joseph Maroon is stationed out of Pittsburgh. 
Um, and I guess he's typically the guy who will clear and run tests on wrestlers. Okay. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, rumor right now that Edge is actually going to be making a full-fledged comeback at 46 years old. I, I can't see him, you know, even if he does make a comeback, I can't see him doing a full-time schedule. Um, maybe he will because, I mean, Beth Phoenix on the road constantly and everything too. But yeah. Wow. I just, I, do you, do I you want imagine. to see it? You know, I, I saw a Twitter post asking this. Do you want to see an edge return? And it was overwhelmingly no. Yeah. You know, I feel like this current generation have no clue who Edge is. So, um, you know, he's he's Hogan at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and while a lot of people will be like, OK, yeah, you know, Hogan meant so much to the business. Do we want to see a Hogan return? Nah. Do we want to see a Stone Cold return? Nah. Do we want to see Edge? Nah. You know, they don't know who these guys are. So there's a there's a disconnect, I think. Yeah. Um, now, if WWE is definitely going for this nostalgia act, wanting to get a lot of fans back that are, you know, aged. Um, yeah, maybe it's a good idea. But I know for me. Go ahead. I just say, you know, but from from like our perspective, really, uh looking at it and it be supposed to be so serious of an injury. Um, I don't want to see him back. You know, I, I don't want to so, see edge die in the ring. So you're, you're saying more for, for health reasons, you don't want to see it happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, and that's we, a fair we, point. We Sean come back and that wasn't even like, it was a bad back and like, okay, well it's been like 10 years, but you know, it was like, okay, bad back. I can see. Um, but man, if it's your neck, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about some of my, uh, my, uh, favorites and everything like Arn Anderson, um, you know, as much as you want to see them come back, the health concerns, and maybe just because I'm getting older myself now, uh, you know, you don't, you don't want to see someone paralyzed for life. Right. And with the neck, that can happen so quickly. Just one, one wrong landing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I selfishly, I'd like to see him back. I think he was a hero for a lot of us uh, when he was feuding with Cena. Uh, I remember the uh, New Year's resolution 2006 pay-per-view when he cashed in his money in the bank. And we finally got the belt off of Cena. And they would kind of go on to feud off and on for the next year or so um and i was always pulling for edge because at, at that time you know we we had seen a movement was well well and strong um, yeah and edge was always the guy that it seemed like i was cheering for because i could never bring myself to cheer for randy orton um because I, I can't stand him still to this day so edge was always that one guy who i thought oh yeah he's the guy who can take the belt off of cena um so i i think in that in that regard, I'd, I'd like to see him come back. Um, Edge but, came in like a rock star. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's. I think that's one of the problems that you know he, we're not going to get that edge. You know, if, yeah. if his neck was that messed up, um, even if he's been cleared, we're not going to get the edge that we had all those years back. Right. You know, so he probably will still do the the spear finisher. Um. But we're not going to see a spear off ladder 
we're not going to see the crazy edge with the tables match and the fire and all that stuff. I don't expect we will. Um, so, so there's that, but man, that you, you have to think that WWE is looking to toward WrestleMania and their big headline is like CM Punk versus edge. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, that, apparently that's probably what they're trying to work for. Okay. Let's clear this up. Cause everybody's, I see them on Twitter and Facebook and everybody's all excited for punk now. And everybody's like, see, I told you they always come back. Um, <sighs> but the CM Punk signing is for Fox. It has nothing to do with WWE. Punk has gone on record to say he has talk, not talked to any WWE officials. This is a, Which would typically be like agent. Mark Carano or, or one of those guys from the backstage in WWE. For, for clarification, yeah. they are not involved in, in the situation? WWE is not involved. He said he has not okay. talked to anybody WWE. This is Fox putting the deal together. Fox wanting to make this WWE deal work. And their backstage studio thing that they have going on with Renee Young and Booker T. And Punk coming in basically as a as guest commentary or something. And uh, Punk said that his, his deal was that, you know, if, if he sees something and it's bad, he's going to say it's bad. There you go. You know, he's not going to go out of his way to bury anyone, but he's going to tell the truth, what he feels. Um, but apparently this has nothing to do with WWE particular, except that it's about WWE, but Vince, Triple H, no, the WWE, you know, management have come talk to him about signing a new contract you know, or, or coming back to WWE or anything, you do have to expect that at some point someone will be like, Hey, do you want to come do commentary for a pay-per-view? Do you want to do the pre-show? Maybe they will ask if he wants to, to return, but. So as of right now, stage, are, are we looking at something like sports center where you have the, sports these center. guys and girls sitting around kind of discussing yeah. different parts of the game and stuff like that? Yeah. They're just okay. looking at a presentation to make wrestling look legit. Well, and, and uh, being a sports analyst is something Punk's been wanting to do for a while. So yeah, he's makes been doing sense. commentary for uh, for one of the MMA companies, and so I mean, this is right up his alley right now. And so I'm, you know, I hate to say it, but Punk is not re- returning to the ring. He has gone on record to say he does not want to wrestle. Um, he's just looking to do commentary. And and that's that, you know. So there you go. Yeah, and I think that's the main reason why we never saw him with AW, AEW in in any capacity is because he's not looking to wrestle. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you for Anybody clearing that up. Uh, hopefully, people hear that. I don't um, think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> um. People only listen if it's Pat McAfee talking. Uh, They don't listen to us. They'll listen to Pat McAfee. Um, You know what I think about Pat McAfee. Remind me. I do not care for Pat McAfee. Okay. That's a very diplomatic way of putting things. Uh, I'm trying to keep it clean. You said we need sponsors. I'm trying to keep it clean. We're not going to get them even if we're cleaner. We can. <laughs> Maybe we should try to get get really dirty, and then we get some sponsors like uh, Pornhub or something. I think, I think with the with the way Twitter has been with browsers or whatever it's called, and then Pornhub and uh, the, those guys kind of commenting on WWE's lack of creative ability. That's I think we right. have a better shop. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It, it just goes to show you that 
people are watching, people are fans. Um, I share the author. I, this is a cheap plug. Send me my nickel. Um, the, the author, Chuck Tingle, who does um, these strange little books. He's carved out his little corner of the business. Um, you know, it's like dinosaur porn and, and just crazy novels. Um, and he's a big wrestling fan, apparently. Why are you talking about it again? <laughs> I, I, I shared this. Remember, I shared this uh, a podcast with you. With a yeah, guy talking about watching Seth Rollins in a movie. <laughs> and he was talking about Seth Rogen. But he was calling Seth, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> it, it sounds like he was talking about Seth Rollins. Oh, uh, man. Which was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just goes to show how far wrestling reaches today. And I, I don't think these are casual fans. I think if you're a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan. Maybe you only watch WWE. Maybe you only watch New Japan, but you're a wrestling fan. And you're not wanting to capture the so-called, quote-unquote, casual fans, um, which doesn't make any sense to me. If you're a wrestling fan, you're a wrestling fan. It's just a matter of getting wrestling fans to watch wrestling. And right. if you're a new fan of New Japan, it's a matter of WWE trying to bring in the fan base from New Japan or the fan base from AEW or from NWA or wherever you're wanting to draw that fan base in. Yeah. Um, and WWE is a little bit broader than some of the companies. Obviously, NWA is going for the old school fan. Yep. You know, they got the retro look, the retro. The 70 uh, and stand. above demographic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that their their dollar. Jerry Lawler used to. <laughs> that studio studio set held up 50 uh, people. <laughs> That's, that's the real wrestling. Now wrestling, wrestling. But yeah, that one ain't fake. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's just a matter of you know bringing in fans and whatnot. But apparently, that stretches far to stretches to, to porn. What would you say it was Braziers or something? Stretches yeah, to Chuck well, Tingle, you know, who's a writer. Um, <laughs> what a know, great I mean, name! Yeah, it goes far. <laughs> The wrestling depth goes far, and you know it's it's crazy. You you have to write for your audience, and um, you have to wonder like, are are a lot of these fans that look at WWE? You know, obviously not like us who look at more in depth, enjoy an actual wrestling product, but are they looking at it as like a Chikara or something? Yeah, you know, because when I watch Chikara, I know there's going to be like a flying fist coming out of a robot. You know, I expect something right. a little ludicrous, but when I watch WWE, I expect a global product. Right, absolutely. Yeah, that's what reasonable. do you think? What do you think, Future Champ? No comment now. Just heavy. He, he's okay. He's disgusted with WWE. I, I don't blame him. Him uh, and Dominic and Nick. <laughs> Nicholas. Oh, <laughs> oh, best buddies. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, good show today. We got AW, uh, gosh, I keep saying that, AEW and uh, NXT tonight. So we'll, we'll be sure yeah. to hopefully come back again this week and discuss those two shows, uh, do a kind of a compare and contrast. Um, yeah. So, but big week, uh, big week in wrestling so far. So um, I guess that's it for today. We've covered quite a bit of ground. I'm expecting to see uh, AEW ratings climb. Yep. I'm expecting to see WWE ratings drop. Yep. Um, because, if, you know, if, uh, 
if people are canceling their subscription, they're not going to tune in this week. They're going to still be pissed off. Yep. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I don't. I don't think. Because there was a report that said uh, Vince and, the, and Fox are expecting the SmackDown ratings to go up. I think they've oh. already hit their peak, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I don't see that happening. Unless the Rock is Stone Cold and all these people are going to be back. Yeah, they just make full-fledged returns. Um, yeah. Start wrestling every week. You know, I, If we pretend like it's 99 again, the, the ratings will stay 3.8. Maybe like Conan here. Let me speak on this. Um, the Undertaker absent from SmackDown, and apparently he tweeted. You know, somebody asked him, uh, "Oh, why didn't we see you there?" And he tweeted that WWE told him he was not needed. Well, what a slap in the face! Really, you know? Yeah, that, that's a big slap in the face, especially you know, c- coming from Texas, where wherever he's living, um, oh, man, t- taking the time to 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 make the travel. And uh, and not not doing anything, I I would be offended. I would too, especially after they just re-signed him to this new deal, apparently yeah. just to keep him away from anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big slap so, in the face. Yeah. Crazy. You gotta wonder what once these contracts are up. You know, I I know they kind of reported that that was almost like a lifetime contract, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm yeah. telling you that, that kind of uh, that kind of conduct is not going to keep your uh, your household names on the team. Yeah. So you know, they say lifetime contract, but I mean, some of these guys are you know, Ric Flair, Hogan, Undertaker. They're you know, especially Undertaker, pretty good health. Um, Hogan, Flair have you know outlived the odds already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, who knows? You know, we may yeah. still see these guys show up at ringside and watching a show 10 years or something. Stone face like Kevin Nash. Yeah, that, that was Jack. great. I, I ended up seeing that. That was, I laughed. That was great. <laughs> uh, he did not want to be there or he did not like what he was seeing. Uh, he, he was not in a good mood. Uh, we, we can say so, that. I want to hear your, your rating right now that you feel we've gotten this past out coming off of a huge wrestling week. And then we have a pay-per-view uh, and, and raw. What is your, you know, what is your grade level for what we've seen from WWE this week? Four or C or D um, four out of 10 and or uh, on the grade scale. It's, it's a D. Yeah. It's, it's D minus even, even with all the good that they've done, um, I feel like the the bad has just outnumbered it massively this week. I, I I cannot express this enough. I genuinely have no desire to watch anything they are putting out right now. Nothing. Not NXT. Not their pay-per-views. Not Raw. Not SmackDown. Nothing. And especially now again, like I said um, at the top of the show, with companies like NWA and AEW really stepping up, I've got wrestling to watch. And I have wrestling to enjoy, and that's the difference. Yeah. It's not going to be a chore for me to watch those programs. So yeah. that, that's All where right. I'm at, man. There you have it. Why don't you take us home? I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, leave- thanks, everyone, for, for watching this, listening this week.
for watching wrestling. Um, if you have questions, you have comments, you have hate mail, uh, you can uh, drop us a line on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Squares Sir C I R Journal, and uh, of course you can always just leave it with me at the Wrestling C O Two. Give him the hate mail. Hate mail. Send me the hate mail. I would love it. Send it to me. Uh, send me the hate mail. Send me the fan mail. Send me questions, um, comments. We'll read them on the air if you like. Um, yeah. Drop us a line. Yeah, Tell us what you thought this week. Tell us. What you think, and, and make there sure was, to hop on iTunes, give us a five star review, yeah, uh, leave us a review you know, I, on there. That I wish I greatly had helps us out right now because you know I I read quite a few comments and retweeted quite a few comments about wrestling this week. So maybe we'll do that later on this week. Have a Twitter day. That'd be fun, maybe. But uh, <laughs> oh, maybe. oh, also. So, uh, also special thanks to Adam Massacre for the use of the uh, metal-themed version of the Brock Lesnar theme song. Uh, yes. Definitely fits the vibe here at the Squared Circle Journal. So, thank you, Adam Massacre. Yeah, because this is just like a chaotic hurricane. Yeah, yeah a big, a big F five tornado. That's right. As we roll through the wrestling week. That's right. So, uh, uh, stay tuned, and uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs>